Hello everyone, my name is Carolyn. Welcome to the Saving for Your First Home podcast. I am the CEO of The Financial Moment. We offer money coaching for those who are ready and willing to make financial changes in their lives. For the most of us, there comes a point in time where we think to ourselves, it would be really nice to own property. But it sometimes can feel like a pipe dream and not very easily obtainable. So I created this podcast to give you all the information and tools you need to take the steps forward toward home ownership. Take it from me, my husband and I started our lives together working part-time jobs with a young child. Fast forward through many hiccups and failures, we stepped our feet into our very first home. For us, it was a pile of dirt, but eventually our family home was built on that dirt. Now we are in the midst of growing our investment property portfolio. I created the Savings for Your First Home podcast to give you easy, actionable tools for you to do the same. If you have that same gut feeling that I did and want to create a life for yourself and your growing family, but don't know where to start, you are in the right place. Let's do this. Hey guys, it's Carolyn here. Welcome back to another episode of Saving for Your First Home. And today we are going to head into part three of our mindful spending series. So if you haven't listened to episode 34 or 35, then grab a coffee, head back and listen to those episodes before you head into this one. So after thinking about practicing mindful spending and then also acting on that by changing our daily habits, I was thinking to myself now, how do we know that we're ahead and that this all is working? Like you all know, I'm a numbers girl. So when you're practicing mindful spending, what's tangible? How am I going to know that it's making an impact on my bottom line? So as I'm thinking about this, I have a flashback. And I don't know if any of you have experienced this feeling before, but it really is uneasy. It's the kind of feeling when your stomach sinks to the bottom of your abdomen and your shoulders are all tight and a million thoughts are running through your head. This is the feeling that I've had several times when you don't know how much is in your bank account. It can happen when you're at the gas station or when you are in the grocery lineup and you've put all your items onto the belt and then you just realize, wait a minute, do I have enough money for all these items in my account? And that's where the panic sets in. So I don't know why I thought of that, but it really kind of highlights whether or not is what we're doing, all the actions that we're taking, is it making a difference so that we don't have to have that sinking feeling and we can have a peace of mind when we go to make a purchase? Now, having said that, I think that credit cards have alleviated that feeling for a lot of people. And that's kind of problematic because when you're not aware of what you're spending because you're just using a credit card, then money becomes unreal. It's intangible, And that is where we fall into the trap of endless debt. So what's the solution to all of this? Well, I think what it is, is that we need to measure our progress. We need to understand if we're making headway in this financial game. So I'm going to give you two tools that you can use and 
it can be done quarterly, it can be done monthly, it can be done yearly, just so you can get an idea of where you're at. And it's funny because the banks usually use these type of tools when they are lending money for mortgages or lines of credit and things like that. So now with this information, you're going to be ahead of the game. You don't have to wait for a bank representative to tell you where you're at. You're going to already know. So let's start. The first thing we're going to look at is our cash flow. And cash flow just refers to the movement of money in and out. What we do is we take our income, we less our expenses, and that number is going to be an indicator for how we are managing our money. But first off, why is it important to understand what your cash flow is? Well, number one, it encourages you to track your income and your expenses. A lot of the time, we don't even know where our money is going. You know, what's funny is one time my family and I, we were going for a walk downtown and it was in an area where I wasn't super familiar with. So I decided to pull out my map on my phone just to figure out where we were and where we wanted to go and what the route we should take. So we're walking along. My family's, I think, behind me. I'm walking ahead and I've got my phone in my hand and my head is down. I'm looking at the map. So I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking. And sure enough, I ran right into a glass wall and there were passerbys happening and they're just looking at me like, did you not just see this glass bus shelter? <laughs> and of course, my family's killing themselves laughing because I just ran into a glass wall. But <laughs> I say this because sometimes we have our head down and we don't even see what's right in front of us. And that's exactly how we treat money sometimes. We have our head down, we're spending, we don't know what's happening, our money's coming in, our money's going out. But really, until we hit that glass wall, we have no idea where we're at. So as much as tracking is kind of a nuisance sometimes, it is super important because this way you have an idea of your overspending or if you need to make adjustments to save money. So the second reason we should know our number, our cash flow number, is because it allows for better budgeting. Understanding your cash flow can help you to create a realistic budget. And this will help you to plan and prioritize your spending so that you actually make the most of your money. And isn't that the idea? If you're saving for your first home, then you want to know exactly where you're at. Are you 50% of the way? Are you 75% of the way? Are you almost there? By having a better understanding of your budget, you are going to be able to prioritize your spending to get you even closer to your goals. Okay, the third reason why it's important to understand your cash flow number is to help to avoid debt. So let's go back to my grocery store horror stories and think about what it would be like if I understood and knew my cash flow number. What that means is I would have allocated a certain amount of money for groceries. I would know exactly what's in my account at that time and how much I was able to spend. So this way, I would have avoided any overspending, any temptation to reach for a credit card to help pay for the items, which ultimately is going to reduce our debt load. Finally, and most importantly, your cash flow number is going to allow for better financial planning. 
you can begin to ask the questions. Should you put your money into a savings account, which would be beneficial if you needed the money right away? Or should I put my money into an investment account because I don't need it immediately and I'd like a little bit of a return on my money? Or do I need to put my money into retirement account because I am planning for the years ahead? All of these reasons are why you need to understand your cash flow number. Now, the interesting thing about a cash flow number is that it can go either way. So there's the good and then there's the bad. So if your cash flow number is in a positive situation, then you're ahead. It means that your income is higher than your expenses. And so therefore you have money to allocate to your goals. If in fact your income is lower than your expenses, then unfortunately there is no money to be had to do anything. So we need to go back to the drawing board and look at all the different ways where mindful spending, generation of income, the type of expenses you have all need to be looked at to put yourself back into a positive cash flow. Okay, so just to give you the specifics on how to exactly calculate your cash flow number, let's follow a few steps. So step one, determine a time period. So for example, like I said, it could be a month, it could be a quarter, or it could be a full year. Step two, calculate the total cash inflows during that period. So this means any kind of cash, your income from work, maybe any investments you have, your income tax return, any source of income that's coming in, you wanna include that in your inflow. And then step three, you're gonna calculate all your outflows. Now these are all your expenses, such as rent, or if you have a mortgage, or utilities, or groceries, and any other spending. So that's what you do first, and then you subtract your outflows from your inflows, and that is your cash flow number. So once we've incorporated all these different things in our mind about spending, and we've changed some of our daily habits, then we can go and use this to find out if we are really truly ahead, or if there's a little bit more work to do. It is a fantastic measurement number. Now the next tool that we're going to talk about is the net worth calculation. And I know you've probably heard this term before because a lot of us, we will take some of our famous icons and then just Google, what is Oprah Winfrey's net worth? Or what is Michael Jordan's net worth? But have you taken the time to figure out what your net worth is? So the reason why this particular calculation is important is because it makes everybody on the same level playing field. So for example, if we're measuring Oprah Winfrey versus Michael Jordan, they may have very different assets. Some of them may have real estate, some of them may have stocks and bonds. And so how do we compare the two if they have all these different types of assets? And that is exactly what the banks will do to assess whether or not your net worth is worthy quote unquote, of providing you with a mortgage. So ultimately, it's a snapshot. It's a snapshot in time of your overall financial health. So why is it important to understand what your net worth is? So similarly to the cash flow number, it 
allows you to understand if your financial position is improving or if you need to make adjustments to your financial plan. Secondly, it can help to set financial goals. So if you know what your snapshot in time looks like right now, you realize that you have a negative net worth, then perhaps you need to focus on paying off some debt. And if you have a positive net worth, you may want to focus on saving or investing. And thirdly, it can help to make financial decisions. When my husband and I decided that we were going to purchase our first home, we had no clue as to what that would actually look like. So, you know, we can envision the home, we can envision our child running around in the backyard, but really, did we even know what the cost would actually look like? You know, the banks give you some indicator as to how much it is you can afford, but can you really afford that? Because it's not just about the mortgage payment. You know, there's utilities, there's the setup of your home if you don't have any furniture, if you're buying a brand new house, there's a lot of fees that come along with that. So by understanding what your net worth is, you can make the decision on whether or not you are truly ready to take on this additional debt. All right, so let's do the calculation. So what you need to do is create a list of all of your assets. Now this would include cash, investments, real estate, any personal property, anything that you own of value. And that's your list of assets. The next thing is to determine the value for each of these assets. So sometimes that's not so easy to do. You need to be able to find out what the market value is for these items. So in real estate, what is the current value of the property? When it comes to investments, what is the current market value? So once you have that number, then we're going to go to the flip side and create a list of all your liabilities. Now this would include debt, mortgages, car loans, credit card balances, student loans, any type of debt. And then finally, we subtract our total liabilities. So that is our total debt from our total assets. And that is the total market value of all the things that we listed. And that will determine your net worth. So if you're thinking of purchasing a home, this calculation is super important. It has the ability to determine how much you have to put down as a down payment towards the property. So the higher your net worth, the more cash you have available towards this down payment. And the higher the down payment, the lower the mortgage payments and hopefully a better interest rate. But even if you're not in the market to buy a, it is important to understand what your net worth is because then you can allow yourself to plan for the future. Do you need to create more assets or do you need to reduce your liabilities? These are questions you're able to answer if you understand what your net worth is. So if you want to know where you're at, that's where to start. Begin to understand what your cash flow number is and your net worth then of course I wouldn't leave you without a tool to help you to identify some of these areas that may need a little bit of work. If you haven't already, go and grab my money journal. It has 10 days worth of prompts. It's going to ask you questions about your financial goals. It's going to talk about what your values are in relation to how you spend money. 
And it's going to ask you to dig in and say, where are you overspending? And it gives you an opportunity to brainstorm and identify where you can make some changes. When I think back to those times of uncertainty where I really had no idea where my money was going, I only wish that I had these tools and a money coach in my corner helping me to make the right choices and decisions. So if you're unsure of where to start, don't hesitate to reach out and send me a message. So as my final thought about mindful spending, I quickly Googled this question. What is the number one worry that people have? And what came up article after article is money. Money, their future, finances, debt load. These are all the things that people worry about. And what does worry cause? Stress. So I hope this mindfulness series has been impactful for you. And if so, would you mind sharing it with a close friend or family member? Together, we can make a difference and improve the lives of each other. So I hope you guys have a wonderful week and we will see you in the next one. Thank you for listening. We are committed to helping you place your very first steps into your new home. See you next time.